Welcome to 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's ihimtv.com. So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Good to have everybody here today. This is, uh, we're going to call this episode to fleece or not to fleece. Hey, Amy, how you doing? I'm doing great. So um, all you people out there, what we're doing is we are also uh, permitting and having access and releasing the video version of 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond, and this is its first session. So for those of you in the video world, if you're watching this, go see the audio. You'll have links in there and go back and you can start in the beginning of our podcast. So I'm glad everybody is here with us today. And guys, share this on any of your social media. Please, let's do that. So we have an interesting subject that we want to talk about today. And we want to start by just um, referencing some scripture and a story that I'm sure many of you are familiar with, but mm-hmm. we want to read it because um, when you go back into the Word, sometimes we miss stuff because we're, we're so familiar rehearsing right. these stories you know, that we mm-hmm. learned in Sunday school. Uh, so we want to go back and look at Gideon's story Gideon. So why are we talking about this kind of fleecing and what, what that all means is because many with their call um, sometimes have a hard time with what God tells them. Uh, it's not obedience. It's about confidence. I, I think it is. Confidence and just the way that we see ourselves. See, we're used to seeing ourselves uh, through the eyes of maybe um, our parents or maybe through the eyes of bullies or, you know, through the eyes of how we perceive that the world looks at us. Or maybe we've heard lies of the enemy Mm -hmm. and maybe we just have that lack of self-confidence. And so when God speaks these things on us, you know, I'm calling you to be, uh, I've I've called you to be a prophet or I've called you to be an apostle or a teacher, pastor, evangelist. We, we start to doubt that. We get startled, right? Yeah. We're like, who, me? You know, I, I don't have what it takes. I'm no one. I'm insignificant. Um, how could I do that? And so all of these doubts start coming in. Doubts of the flesh, doubts that the enemy has spoken to us for mm-hmm. so many years. Mm-hmm. So what we want to address in this um, podcast, in this session, is we want to address um the beginnings of putting fleeces out before God, and then we're bringing in another principle, 
And that's going to be the keys that God gives us. We're going to explain what that all means. And the transition, we want to deal with the transition that's going on as we mature in Christ and in our callings and recognize that and be able to switch over at the proper time without getting frozen in time. Right. Right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to take our scripture out of Judges chapter 6. Amy already mentioned it about Gideon. And he did have that. When you look at the earlier chapters, uh, I think chapter 5, Gideon was struggling. The Lord came and said, hey, uh, you're called to be a deliverer. And he said, oh, me, I'm the lowest of the house. And he goes through that whole dialogue with the Lord, right? And um, so I want to pick it up where all of a sudden uh, there's some couple enemies coming in and starting to attack and raid. And um, and that was in verse 33 of Judges 6. So at verse 34, I, th- I thought this whole story is, oh, we're going to have fun today. <laughs> so the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, verse 34 of Judges 6, and he being Gideon blew a trumpet and the Abazarites were called together to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh. And they also were called together to follow him. And he sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, these are tribes of Israel, and Naphtali. And they came up to meet them. And then all of a sudden in scripture, there's a divide. If you look, all of a sudden it's like a new context going on because we see a different change taking place. So he goes, oh my, basically he's saying, oh my land, <laughs> what did I just do? I'm not even confident of this call. And then I sent all these messengers because we're getting attacked. And then all these people are coming to follow I know. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, whoa, what am I doing here? Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. We've all been there. And Everyone's looking to you to have the answers, yep. right, to to make the decisions. And that's, so why, we, that's why we trust yeah. God. And right. God gives us grace in our callings. And you got to start somewhere. And hopefully you're not alone. Uh, if you're alone doing everything, you lo- you're going to learn uh, the hard way. That's how it is. But when we have people in our lives and, and spiritual fathers, mothers, that helps a lot, too. Um, but we still got to walk through it. But... Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we have a company around us, and that's very, very important to have in ministry. Did you want to finish reading the verses? Yeah. Okay, so um, verse 36. So then God, Gideon said to God, If you will deliver Israel through me, as you have spoken, behold, I will put a piece of wool on the threshing floor, and if there is dew on the fleece only, and it's dry on all the ground, then I know that you will deliver Israel through me, as you have spoken. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about that for a moment? Um, um, no, go ahead and finish reading, okay. and then we'll, we'll break this apart. Verse 30, and, and it was so. When he arose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece, he drained the dew from the fleece. It was a bowl full of water. So then Gideon said to God, Do not let your anger burn against me, that I may speak once more. Please let me make a test once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece. And let there be dew all around on the ground. And God did so that night, for it was dry only on the fleece, and the dew was on all the ground. Then after that, you have Gideon gathering 30,000 warriors down to 300. So, um, (laughs) yeah, let's talk about this. This is good. What I want to say first is we're not talking about the legitimacy of... Is a fleece right? You know, yeah, and when we talk yep. about fleece, we talk about you know putting out a test uh, to is say, really "Am I God? really hearing from God, yeah. or is this just me? I'm, am I making this stuff up in my head?" Mm-hmm. I'm not not here to really discuss no, the legitimacy no. of it. I think there is a time and place for it. Yep. I don't think that we can look at someone and say, "Oh, you're in sin because you don't really trust God." And you know, we we all start out there. I remember standing at an altar once uh, several years ago. 
And and I was up there. Actually, I was up there for healing. It was a healing altar. But as I'm standing there, hands raised, eyes closed, I see this vision. And it was... um, it was of me standing on a, a foreign field, Africa, somewhere in Africa, and all these children around me. And I remember standing there saying, God, is this you? Because don't mess with me. You know, I'm like talking to God that way. And, and sometimes we think, oh, my land, you can't talk to God that way. But I was, I was really mm-hmm. feeling like, is this God or is this me coming up with this right. thing? Mm-hmm. And you know, we all have moments like that. So to say that Gideon was wrong in in putting out a fleece, I'm not judging Gideon for that. What what this shows us, though, is where Gideon was at. And I think when we recognize that, we were all there once, and maybe you're there right now. Right. And so don't kick yourself or beat yourself up because you feel the need to question God and say, or, or even question yourself. I don't even know if he was really questioning God. I think more he was questioning, am I really hearing God in yeah. this? This is a big ask, God. And if you're, if, if you're serious about this, I need to make sure. Right. Because earlier in the um, original, in the call, what was the question? Why me? And then he mm. revealed how he saw himself. I'm the most insignificant. Yeah. We're the smallest house in Israel, uh, in a tribe as well. So there was lineage and heritage and all that kind of stuff coming into play. So basically how he grew up and what was fed into them. You, well, you're not the Levites and you're not the tribe of Judah and you're not Ephraim, the warrior class. And you're not. And mm. so when God come to give him a call to be a deliverer, totally out of the box for his tribe, uh, Manasseh, correct? Uh. Yes. And so... We find out all of a sudden these questions begin to arise and God might have has come to you and maybe you're struggling. Maybe that's where you're at right now and you need to put a fleece out. For you older ones that's been in this for a long time, we have to watch out that we don't keep the fleeces all. It's the fleece all the time. When you grow up, right? And we want to talk about that. Yeah. As you grow up, you want to move out of that fleece stage. So it's not that the fleece is like Amy said is bad. It is a growth thing. And I believe we all started there. And we all start there. And you know what? Still from time to time, you might still put a fleece out or a test out to God, especially if something that is really earth shattering to you, right? That he's calling you to. But maybe it's just revealing, okay? So I still need to grow a little bit. I still need to be either, number one, more confident that I'm hearing God Mm -hmm. and that this is truly God speaking to me. That's a growth thing. You know, we we need to come to that place, though, where we have a confidence that what I'm hearing is from God. And um, that my call is legitimate. Right. And so, yeah. And so that's kind of the second thing. Maybe we're just lacking confidence in our call yeah. or in what we carry. And so either way, if you find yourself kind of in this questioning place, it's like, where's my lack of confidence and how can I grow in that? Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, we don't want to find ourselves getting, you know, to a certain age, spiritual spirit, age, age and yep. still requiring this kind of step. Because what it does is limits. I've seen, you know, a lot of people and they, they've they come mature and, you know, God is, he plays our game a little bit because he knows. He knows. He knows we're young in the call. We're young in in walking this out, mm-hmm. and and he'll follow along. He did for Gideon. He he certainly answered. If God did not like what Gideon asked, he would not have answered in that way, right? But Correct. God did, and so so we know that God will will play along. He'll help us out. He'll humor us so that we know for sure and we gain that confidence. But at some point, 
God's not going to keep messing around with us. You know, he's going to say, either you heard my voice and you're going to obey or you didn't. And that's a tough place to come through. And a lot of times we're waiting. We're waiting for God to prove himself just one more time. Because Gideon didn't stop with once. No. He had to go, okay, God, don't get mad at me here, but we need to do this one more time. And a lot of times we're stuck in that, just show me, just prove yourself one more time, God. Just prove this word one more time. Give me another confirmation. And we go from prophetic conference to prophetic conference to prophetic conference, waiting for that one more confirmation. And at some point, God's going to say, I'm not going to speak anymore until you, you listen. And you obey. And and here's, I'm just going to step in here a little bit yeah. apostolically. And here is the thing, uh, when we go seeking those prophetic things all the time, when we already know, we are actually looking for affirmation. Mm-hmm. It, we're probably lacking affirmation of our ministry or of our calling. Um, maybe maybe our if we have spiritual parents, they're a little quiet right now. And we're seeking this spiritual affirmation of our calling. And and I find many, even mature ministries, and there's nothing wrong going prophetic conferences and prophetic oh, words. Not. We're not we're not talking about that. We're talking about if that's what you're seeking all the time from prophet so and so and so and so before you act on what God's mm. calling you and speaking into. And we you know us, we believe totally in confirmation, but at the same time there comes this point when well, when are you going to actually do it? When are you going to do it? And we got to be careful that we're not looking to fill a void or where we have a hurt in ministry in our life by receiving this, what God has for us, what God has for us, what God has for us. That in itself can actually become a fleece too. Lord, if this is you, let the prophet give me a prophecy in this conference and I'll know. No, you already know. What happened if he doesn't? You're going to put your whole ministry in the, the change based on that you need one to make omission. based on because they didn't get a uh, um, an impression from the Holy Spirit to activate and release a word to you. The Holy Spirit did not draw their attention to you. Like you can't, we can't do that. So we have to keep even prophetic things in its place in our life and our calling. And so at this point in the game, I'm talking to those that are a little bit more mature. We have to recognize you're struggling a little bit because we're used to the fleeces, but God's trying to bring in now a hundredfold principle. He's trying to bring in a mature principle. Mm-hmm. Because it, it boils down to this before mm-hmm. you get into that hundredfold principle. It boils down to this. You don't believe it. If you still need God to confirm and confirm yeah, and yeah. confirm and confirm, Ooh. you don't believe it. It's like it's like that young woman who, you know, she needs everybody to tell her she's beautiful and she'll put all these selfies on social media and she'll just constantly be looking, maybe even dress a certain way to be looking for people for, for, you know, a thousand comments to say, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. Why is she looking for that? Because she doesn't believe it. Right. She doesn't, she believe, doesn't believe it, so it. she needs that continued affirmation, and and hopefully one day she'll believe it. But the chances are, maybe she won't. And until until it changes in here, that outside affirmation, that outside confirmation, is not necessarily going to change it for you. And so maybe it's not another prophetic confirmation that you need. Maybe it's an inner uh, working of the Holy Spirit so that you can believe that, yes, God has called you. Let me put it this way. So it's getting comfortable with the call. And your calls can shift and mature as you do. And then your assignments and mandates follow up with that. And so maybe um, your call is being flipped and there's uh, Mm -hmm. the other side. And you're at that place in your ministry, in your life. And we want the results of a confident call early on when we're still wrestling with that. 
Mm. And so we have to come to terms with that within ourselves, and we have to come to terms within that pretty quickly um, in that process of establishing, yes, God's did. I, I never saw myself doing this. I didn't know I would ever step into that. I know there's a shift happening in me, but uh, uh, you recognize it, but you didn't realize it was going to be that. And once those things become settled, then you can start moving into, into the other, where you're not going to need all that exterior mm-hmm. stuff so much. It doesn't become like sugar. That right. we need that next um, spiritual high. Right. Because if it's not settled in you, what's going to happen is when things get tough, right. you're going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. You're going to drop the ball. Look at Paul. I mean, the things that he went through. How do you think he experienced the beatings, the persecution, the shipwrecks, all of these things? Yeah. Because he was very confident and he started out several of his epistles this way. Paul called to be an apostle. He had to have that confidence or he never would have kept going down that road and and endured everything that he endured. He did it because he knew this is why I'm here and I cannot step back. We need that same type of confidence, but it comes with maturity. So young ones, keep doing what you're doing, but know that you're going to mature. And it's just not maturing in your gifts. It's maturing in your mantle and the grace that's upon that mantle and everything that entails. So as much has to happen behind the scenes as it does publicly on the platforms. And um, as that is taking place, your substance and your core being of who you are is being strengthened. And now you you go, okay. And sometimes God starts taking some things away, it seems. It seems like there, in our shift, there seems to be a letting, there has to be a letting go of something to grab a hold of something else. And in that period of gra- letting go in one hand and grabbing the other, there can be an uncertainty. But if you recognize where you are at in your life, in your ministry, uh, you haven't been in this two, three years. You, you've been in this and you have been seeking to move in the now word of God, not uh, stuck in the traditions of our beginnings. You 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 want to be on the cutting edge of the kingdom. And so when that heart is there, then re- here's what you have to recognize. It is maturity. And so now uh, that which is of childish things, I lay away, Paul says, now I take on that which is of a man, right? And here it is right here. Here is the thing that we're going to have instead of fleeces as our ministry and um, calling matures, which is found. Keys. Matthew Keys. 16, 19. Keys. Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Mm, you know, when, in authority, right? Yeah, there. when your children are younger, you chauffeur them around in the vehicle. You've got the keys, you take them where they need to be, you open the doors for them, and they walk through. I gotta get to youth and, group, mom. <laughs> gotta hey, get to soccer gotta practice. Go to, gotta go, you know, go to my friend's house. And and God does that for us. You know, he opens yep. doors and and I'm a firm believer that God opens doors that no man can shut and he closes doors that no man can open. And, oh, yeah. and there that is without doubt a truth. Yeah. But there comes a time when your kids get old enough and you hand them the keys and you say, you drive yourself. I've given you everything you need. Here's the vehicle. Here are the keys. You go. And that is a principle because see, it's very clear here in Matthew 16 that he is giving the church, his ministers, his mature leaders, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. We're to bind. We are to lose. We're not saying, saying, oh, you know, God bind this thing. 
No, I told you to do it. I gave you the keys. You do it. Oh. So let's talk about an anal- a metaphor um, or a cliche even that we're very familiar with in the Christian world. Um, doors. Oh, I need God to open a door. Oh, I need God to close the door. Oh, there's too many doors open. I don't know what to do. Have we ever thought as you mature and you're ministering your calling that God might bring you and stand you before a closed door? But you at He's trying to tell you that you have the key in your hand. Just put it in the lock and turn it. Ooh. Right? When I come home, I don't have automatic doors. When I come home at night after traveling, the house is locked. Mm-hmm. Security. That which is inside is precious. And then I come to this place back home or, and I have a key for it. It's not like it recognizes me and opens up the door automatically. There's a key and I have to take that out of my pocket Put it in. It does not make uh, it any less spiritual. Any less spiritual. <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't take away from my ownership of that place, that I belong. And this and is a This difference. is a heavy message, and I understand yeah. it, but I feel some are today who are listening are standing before locked doors, and yet they have the key. And, and just didn't precious know things behind there, kept secure. And uh, we're not talking about kicking down doors nope. that you shouldn't, you have no business kicking down. We're not talking about doing it your own strength. We're talking about using keys, keys. of the kingdom mm-hmm. that have been entrusted to you by the king himself. That's what we're talking about. Those type of doors. Study some scripture, yeah. find out what the keys are, and apply it to your ministry and your calling and your direction. And you will know exactly what he's putting in your hands. Yeah, sometimes we come in and God opens that door, swings wide. Sometimes you don't even need a fleece. But we're talking about well, fleeces today, right? Well, not really at this point. At this point, when, when you're well, mature enough right. to handle these keys, you shouldn't still be questioning, eh, is it is God, is it not God? And I'm not saying you don't, with wisdom, um, pray about and receive confirmation the about the words God that God's that. given you. We're not That's going right. down that road we're right not, now. We're not negating that. No. But it's like, okay, we're not playing games either. We're trying to help people that are stymied, that find themselves blocked in their life, and they're getting very frustrated, and they don't know why. And uh, you prayed, you fasted, you sought counsel, and some different things, but yet you, you just seem to be at this roadblock. And the thing, that roadblock, which is really a door, and yet... What we're saying, we're back to it. You're mature enough now. You've grown up and God has given you a key. Find the key and put it in the lock and see what happens. You haven't crossed the threshold yet. You haven't entered in because you can't. But will the door open? And if you have the right key and you open that and the door swings wide. What's that tell you then? Something unlocked. Whether it's in you, whether it's a revelation, whether it's a ministry opportunity, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a financial breakthrough, whatever that is, what happens if the door swings open? Because you applied a key. Think about that. (laughs) Woo! And when you get that, guys, when you get that and understand it and experience it, You can help the younger ones in the Lord. You can help the younger ones in ministry who want to fulfill their purpose of why they're on the earth. This is 5.0, fivefold and beyond. Beyond. 
And so that's what we're, we're preaching about. That's what we're teaching about. That's what we're talking about in these podcasts. And this is the direction that we've been heading. And so there's this sense of talking to those who are emerging as well as those who are maturing and blending them together in cooperation. It's not us against them or us and them. It's like, thank God you don't, you, you, I know so much more than you. I've been there. I've been tested. Old, I've paid the price. Now it's your turn. You just got to do it on your own. When old, I had to. <laughs> older ones talk like that in the faith, they are already, uh, what's the word I'm looking mortified? Uh, whether they, uh, it's like not mortified, um, like petrified. I guess that would probably be a better word. They're petrified already. Not as being scared, but it's being unmovable and they're unable to do because we're relying on our wisdom and experience now. No, keep doing. And I, and I see this happening in the body of Christ. I see this amazing collaboration between not just the fivefold ministries, but also uh, between emerging and those who've walked the path and fought the battle. And, and together, we're going to attain what God has for the kingdom. Yeah. So we encourage you today, walk with confidence in the call. And if you're still in the, the stage of growing in confidence, get an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying first and foremost, about you, about direction, about his kingdom, and and get confident in that. And then, man, when you're ready for those keys, he's going to hand them to you. And with those keys comes authority in your calling, uh, new levels of power, and wow, you know, just great places. God's got great things for you. Ah, that's an amazing, amazing, amazing show. Thanks, Dr. Amy. That was awesome today. Before I let you go, Remember to check out, if you're looking for resources and things like what we're talking about, go to IHIMTV. That's I-H-I-M-T-V.com. We have resources there. We have, we're strategic advisors and there's all kinds of things that we can con- connect you to and people we can connect you with if we cannot help you. And um, so there's a resource and we're just putting it out there. So remember, one of the easiest ways to share the gospel and share the message in a digital world is share it on your platforms, social platforms. Get the word out there. Love you and appreciate you and have a wonderful day.